coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. And I'm going to tell you something. I faked it till I made it, meaning that I practice with it. No matter how cute they were, <laughs> no matter how much I initially liked them, no matter how much of a good game they talk, no matter even if they have taken me on a date and paid for the date, that still didn't sell me on them. And I wasn't letting little shit like that sell me on them. Hell, my toxic exes took me on dates. That don't mean a goddamn thing. You still got to have your back. You still got to have your standards in place. You still got to watch and make sure that he ain't trying to play you. That he is for real. It's not, you don't learn that someone is consistent by just one time. You have to have multiple times before you learn that someone is consistent. That's something that I also learned. A date, okay, that's straight. A couple of phone calls, okay, that's straight. You got my attention, but can you keep my attention? You know, can you keep me engaged with you? Can you keep your word with me? You know, are you for real or are you just trying to get in my draws? You know, you got to stay the course and figure that part out before you just jump all in. And that's what I started doing. Put that practice to work, put them standards to work, baby. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey girlfriends, welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. Back with another episode. So, today y'all, we're talking about renewing yourself after a bad or toxic relationship. It doesn't have to necessarily be toxic, but I guess if you found yourself in a relationship that didn't end well, or you didn't, it just didn't go well. It doesn't have to be necessarily all the way toxic. Just know that it's a relationship that didn't end well put it that way just something bad or you felt like you lowered your standards for anything like that we're going to talk about how to redo yourself after coming out of debt and so i want to get right into it first and play some videos for you that sparked this conversation for me that sparked this idea in me um it's from shira seven i don't know if y'all familiar with her or see her on um She's, it's, I don't think she has a TikTok, but a lot of people reshare her stuff from YouTube. She's always on YouTube live. Um, if you don't know her, get to know her. Some things I don't quite agree with. And, and I admit, when I first heard her saying these things, I instantly jumped to defense like, that ain't true. And then I thought about it. I let it sit in. And I'm like, wait a minute. Let me just play it for y'all. Here we go. 
It's not about healing. It's about upping them standards. It's about understanding your power. It's about not being a doormat. Okay? It's about getting stronger as far as your mentality goes versus healing to be hurt all over again. Okay? Um, there's a difference between um, healing and armoring yourself with knowledge and truth. You can heal all you want, but the same scar can be cut right back open. What you must do is learn, grow standards, get knowledge, know how to play the game, and then go back in it to win it. Otherwise, you're just going back in it to get the same treatment as you left. Okay, that is all. So, some of it, I was like, uh, no. But, you know, put a filter on some things. And I'm going to be that voice of reason that I feel can tie into this. Let's get into it. I'm going to give y'all some like good tea, some good tips. I'm excited for this one. Like, I couldn't wait to get on here and talk about this. After seeing those videos, I'm like, I, I changed my whole idea of what I was going to do for a podcast this episode. And I said, we got to talk about this now. Why this fresh on my brain. So, let's get into it. For starters, I say I do agree with the healing versus standards thing. I do feel like that when healing is necessary, it is. But, the thing about healing... Is that, yes, it's true, you can be rewounded. She's not lying there. If you know, or if you are on a healing journey and you've been on a journey, you know that you can get re triggered, you can get rewounded. You know, it's, it's, healing is, it's no end point. You know, there's no end point to it. You're basically practically healing for the rest of your life. And I've said this before. If you follow me on I've Been That Girl 2 on Instagram, you see my post. If you're OG, you've seen it. I say it all the time. There is no end point. Like a lot of people are like, when I'm going to be done healing and this and that. Baby, there is no end point. You're going to be healing for probably the rest of your life. And it's not a bad thing. It's just healing is like a staircase. Think about a, a winding staircase that's winding up, going around in the circle. Going up and up and up. Meaning, as you're going around this winding staircase, you may stop at a certain point and get re-triggered. But you're a little higher than you was before on the staircase. So you continue to go up a bit more. Oh, you stop because you're, you're re-wounded, re-triggered. But you've learned some new tools. You've learned some new things. And so it's not as bad as before. That's what healing is. She's right about that. Healing, you can get hurt again. And you will. But that's not a bad thing. I don't want you to stray away from healing. I don't want you to take this as like... Kendall and Shira said don't heal. Well, Shira probably said don't heal. I think that's what she's saying is don't worry about healing. I'm saying <laughs> you got to do a little of both. And as far as healing, you just can't have these very high expectations of healing. You can't think that you're going to just come out this perfect being that can't get rewounded, that can't get triggered, that can't get hurt no more. That's not what healing is. So she's right on that sense. So I see why she has that mindset she has. So, what else do I want to say about healing? What else do I want to say? 
I think that's it. If I have to recircle back around, and I will. Now, standards. She's right about the standards part. Standards, they don't change. Like she said, that's where their growth comes in at. You know? Healing is just like tools. They're like more so like tools to help you in the event that you're faced with a re-wound or a re-trigger. Because she's right. If you get hurt again, you're going to have to heal again. I can't say that standards will save you from getting hurt. Or can I say that? <laughs> you know what? Okay. Standards help you from getting as hurt. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to explain all of this. Y'all just keep listening. This is going to get good. This is going to get good. So, let me tell you my story. Let's do that. Let's talk about the standards and healing in my story. So, for me, I was in a toxic relationship for about two, three years. This was my second one when I was in a relationship with Sebastian. If you're new here, I always say this just in case somebody's just first time tuning in. Sebastian is a name I made up for my second toxic ex. It was right after John, which they're not their real names. I wrote a book about John, working on a book about Sebastian. And it's very detailed and true about my toxic relationships and whatnot. So I'm still working on that. So Sebastian is my second ex. This is the one that I felt really, really tied to, like really had a hard time letting go of. So, basically, that relationship ended very badly. I, like, did everything for this man. He was incarcerated. I stayed, quote-unquote, I guess you would say stayed down while he was incarcerated. Only for him to get out, hurt me, cheat on me. He was doing that before. Caught him in so many lies. Um... Very inconsistent, to say the least. Just very toxic. The talk, the end was toxic. It was just a very bad relationship. I did everything for this man. Ended that relationship. It was very hard, but I felt like I got pushed to my limit. And I got pushed to my limit to where I couldn't take anymore. And I had to let it go. And that was the hardest thing for me to do. I didn't think I was ever going to get over him. Cry my eyes out for weeks. Played on his phone. Trying to see what he was up to. Um, stalked his Facebook page. Just everything. It was bad. So bad. I cried my eyes out for so long. And so. What got me out of that dark place y'all was coming back to reality you know coming back to life and just realizing that for one my standards were too low too low I didn't the thing about it is it's what's so funny when I ended that relationship I didn't know what I had to work on a heal you know, I didn't know what the problem was. I didn't know it was my upbringing. I didn't really learn all of that until later on, like maybe about like two, three years later in when I was in my my relationship with my um husband. 
I didn't know, like, oh, I have to heal because this is my upbringing and my mom was inconsistent, too. And my dad was a narcissist, too. Now, I didn't know that shit. I thought my childhood was still semi-normal then. So that's what I'm saying. She's right in the Shira is right in the sense because I really didn't know what to heal. So I didn't really necessarily heal. And everyone was trying to ask me, like, everyone on my Instagram that found out that I met my husband the same year I broke up with an ex because I made a post about it. Not to brag about it. Y'all know. if I ain't going to explain that. Y'all know if you follow me that I don't brag about nothing. I was just making a post and it just happened to come up in the post. And everyone was like, how did you heal so fast? How did it? How? 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 And at the time, I didn't know. And really what it was is that I came back to reality. One. And the reality meant... I stopped idealizing him. I stopped. I took him off the pedestal and I realized he wasn't that great of a man at all. Realized that he was never going to meet my needs. Never going to meet my standards. He wasn't all that. He just looked good. That's about it. And I got excited over that shit. I started coming back to the reality and I came back to my senses. Now I took time to cry my eyes out. A whole lot. But I don't know. Something came over me to where I started waking up. Because I, I started looking over. I started thinking about what it is I really want. In a man in a relationship. Like what do I really want? What kind of relationship do I want? And as I started thinking about what I wanted. I realized that he was never going to fit that. In my head. And in my dreams. And in my heart. That's what I hoped was going to be. But. Yeah. It just. <laughs> it just was not going to be it. And I had to come to my senses and realize that. And so. Once I came to my senses. About that, I vowed to myself that I wasn't going to let myself get that low again. I vowed to myself that I wasn't going to date a guy just because he is attractive. I vowed to myself that I was going to pay attention to the red flags and use my intuition no matter how much I liked him. No matter how much I thought I wanted to be with them. No matter how good of a game they talk. If they weren't walking the walk. I'm like, okay, I hear you. But what you but what you what you about to show me? I had debt about me. It was hard. And I'm gonna tell you something, I faked it till I made it. Meaning that I practiced with it. So right after all of that, after Going through that and realizing the standards I needed to have and what I wasn't going to do again and realizing the reality of things and how the game works, basically. After realizing all of that, like I said, I hadn't really done any healing when you think about it. I didn't go to my inner child, childhood, upbringing. I didn't think about all that till later on. And I'm going to get to that part. And I'm going to get to that part about that. Because it's really only so much healing you can do alone. It really is. And I'm going to get to that part, too. <laughs> and so... What I did was, I remember it was a guy that I dated, and I was on Tinder, you know, and I swiped right on him, and I almost, my intuition told me in the beginning, Kendall, swipe left. You only like how he looks, and I know what that gets me into. Ain't nothing wrong with dating a guy that looks good. There's nothing wrong with that, but if that's what you're leading with only, you're already done lost. You've already lost. Because you're already excited about this person. And you don't know shit about them. And so. I knew. I said it's probably going to go well. 
But yellow. Do they still say that? I don't know. But <laughs> I said, let me swipe right. I swipe right. And would you know it? He liked me too. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he was talking. And immediately in that chat, while we were on the Tinder, he was like, come meet me somewhere. Come meet me downtown. And I'm like, I don't know if how everyone else's downtown is in the areas where you live. But downtown in Memphis is basically like Bill Street. And it's like, think about how you would think about, um, what's the street in New Orleans? Bourbon Street. But not as, well, I don't know, it could be as rowdy. I don't know. It's like a party street. Like, everyone, bars and stuff. Fun and liquor and a lot of people around. Just, yeah, it's like that. And so, instantly, when he said that, I'm like, this ain't it. He's trying to play games. But here's what I did. This is where the practice comes in at. I knew that I was dating for real and I wanted a real date. And I wasn't settling for just some, I'm just telling be some kind of, some kind of little do girl. I don't know if that's a word, if y'all know what it is, but a do girl is like, like, okay, I do whatever you say. Like, okay, yeah, and you know, hey, mm -mm. I ain't trying to just hang out. I ain't trying to just party. I ain't trying to just drink. I ain't trying to just meet you up somewhere. You finna plan a date. And so I said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he ended up chatting with me a bit longer than he eventually set a date. I'm okay, bet. Cause you know, I wasn't. Just want to meet you up somewhere. Before the date happened, how about he texted me like, I'm having a house party. I'm inviting, are you okay if other women come? Would you like to come? I said, no, I'll just wait for our date. And I'm like, that's two times he's tried to get me somewhere to where it's not, where we haven't actually had a real date. Keep in mind, I've met him on Tinder. I don't know you. So this is why I'm saying the practice comes into play. This was like one of the first times I dated one of the first times, it wasn't the first time, but one of the first times I dated after my my toxic relationship ended. So this is me practicing, you know, this is me using, practicing my standards that I've set for myself. And he's like, okay, bet. And so we went on a date. He paid for it, went out to eat movies and all that. He paid for it. All that was fine and dandy. Enjoyed myself. Had a great time. Great conversation. We talked on the phone twice a day for a whole month. And the second date never came. Y'all may have heard this stuff before, but if you knew here, I'm saying it again because it goes with the story. So, second date, you know, never came. I'm on the phone talking to this man twice a day, all day, every day. And no second date ever came up. You know, he never planned it. I wasn't about to plan it. But I will admit, towards like week three, I got a little antsy. And I'm like, well, maybe he doesn't want to plan the second date because he doesn't want to pay for it. You know, like I said, I'm just practicing. And so I said, yeah, so we can go on another date, you know, and I'll have I pay for the drinks. You know, I got a little antsy. It still never came. And then finally one day, he texts me out the blue at work and said, we need to talk when you get off. I'm like, nah, you're going to tell me now. Because I knew what it was. This came right after I invited him to my mom's birthday party at my house. And he was like, Mm -mm, she wants something serious. He started realizing it. And I knew all along he didn't want nothing serious, but I was just hoping that maybe it would change. Like I said, this was me practicing. And so he ended up ending things. Now I'm going to tell you this. When he ended things, I was very disappointed and I did shed a few tears. But was I traumatically hurt? Hell no. Just because of my standards, I kept them in fucking place.
you know, that shit works. I kept my standards in place and I it was not a tra very traumatic ending. It was just of like, damn, you know, I was hoping. I got over that shit in like a week. And then after a week, I was like, you know what? I'm glad he rejected me because I was about to find myself in another toxic ass relationship, you know? And it's like, when that's why I was like, when Shira said that, after I thought about it over my life and thought about my process to getting back out there, it was almost instant. And it's like, she is fucking right. I had to just raise the damn standards. I had to grow and I had to apply the new lessons. And that's what I did. And my intuition was right about him from the first time I seen him on Tinder. So after that, I learned, follow that intuition. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. <laughs> and so that's what I mean. You have to have to practice that because it's going to feel a little weird at first applying standards. It's going to feel a little off standing up for yourself, being assertive. It's going to feel a little off actually saying no to a guy with, that you really already like because maybe you like how he looks or you like the little conversation you had. You know, it's going to feel a little weird, but once you practice it and you see the results from it, baby, you'll keep doing it. And the rest is history after that because I dated some more. It was the same process. And I realized, like... They ain't talking about none. Next. No matter how cute they was. No matter how. No matter how cute they were. Proper grammar. No matter how cute they were. <laughs> no matter how much I initially liked them. No matter how much of a good game they talk. No matter even if they have taken me on a date. And paid for the date. That still didn't sell me on them. And I wasn't letting little shit like that sell me on them. Hell, my toxic exes took me on dates. That don't mean a goddamn thing. You still got to have your back. You still got to have your standards in place. You still got to watch and make sure that he ain't trying to play you. That he is for real. It's not, you don't learn that someone is consistent by just one time. You have to have multiple times before you learn that someone is consistent. That's something that I also learned. A date, okay, that's straight. A couple of phone calls, okay, that's straight. You got my attention, but can you keep my attention? You know, can you keep me engaged with you? Can you keep your word with me? You know, are you for real or are you just trying to get in my draws? You know, you got to stay the course and figure that part out before you just jump all in. And that's what I started doing. Put that practice to work, put them standards to work, baby. Share it and lie about that. And that's what I did. That's how I met my husband. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, he wasn't playing no games. <laughs> he wasn't playing no games. Like, he was all in. He was like, okay, date, yep, this and that, yep. <laughs> it was... He was, and he's still all in. It's been about eight years. Still all in. And it's because I've raised them standards. Now let's get to the healing part. Let's get to the healing. You know about standards. You know the importance. You know to keep the course. And you, and you know. I may circle back around talk about it a little bit at the end. But you, you get the point. You get the point. Healing. My healing happened within my healthy relationship. My healing didn't happen that much alone. My healing alone was more so me raising the standards. Was more so me growing from my mistakes. Learning from my mistakes. Dealing with the reality of things. To stop fetishizing about news. You know. 
That N word just slipped all out. I be trying to keep it off my show. <laughs> but I say that for real. If y'all read my book, you know I say all that. But I try to keep it off my show because everybody listens. And that's just, I don't know. That's just the thing. Maybe it ain't even that crucial. But <laughs> y'all heard me. Oh, well, it slipped. I ain't editing out either. But <laughs> I'm just really feeling this topic, man. That's all. And it's just like, I got my mm, mm going. But anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. <sighs> what was I saying? <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, my healing, it happened within my healthy relationship. I didn't realize that what I had to work on until, you know, until I had a healthy space to do so. Until I had the right somebody to do so. And another thing about that is when you're in a healthy space and you're, faced, you're basically faced with your insides you're faced with your traumas your truths that you maybe didn't realize or tried to push down you're faced with the mirror and it's hard sometimes to look at it and realize damn i'm the fucking bad guy right now it's hard but with the right somebody that's patient and that's a healthy space and not gonna judge you and just wants to love you it, you can do the work. You can't just do the work with someone that's going to point the finger at you, make you feel bad about yourself, blame you for everything. That's not how That's not how the healing is going to work. And he never did that for me. It was me seeing him in anguish over me and how I was behaving that made me look at myself like, I'm acting like a fucking nutcase. You know? And I don't even like saying names about myself, but I realized that I'm acting like this with someone that is so calm and patient and kind and loving and wanting to be there for me. Why am I acting like that to this man that just wants to love me and be there for me? So it made me wake up. That is where my healing started. I healed within the relationship. And so in healing in the relationship, that's when all the childhood trauma came up. That's when I started putting the pieces together about my past toxic relationships was actually being in the healthy space. And it got me to realizing a whole lot of things. And there was, I don't know if you realize, there was a shift in my approach on my Abbott and Girl page because I started recognizing and realizing a lot of things. And so my content shifted from a, you know, fuck all toxic men and narcissists, fuck y'all, y'all ain't shit. And went from that place to a place of, how can I work on me? Like, never mind them. It, it started focusing more on the healing part. And because I was beginning to heal, you know, it was no longer about what my exes did. It was about like, okay, you know, what about me? Because I was faced with me in a healthy space. I was faced with me. Because, you know, in those toxic relationships, y'all, you're not really faced with yourself really at all. You're more so... Focus on what they're doing wrong. You're most so focused on what they need to change. You're focused on how they're hurting you, how they ain't shit, how they're just treating you badly, how you're trying to make them act right. You're so focused on them that you can't focus on you. You can't focus on what you're doing wrong. You don't know what you have to heal. How can you know? How can you know? Because you don't know what you got to heal because you're so focused on what they need to heal. And then if you're like me, 
you're focused on trying to heal them because you felt like that's how you earned love and earned your appreciation is by finding the most damaged man in the bunch and trying to figure out how you can heal them and make them love you so that you have a man for the rest of your life and he appreciates you and he changes for you. That proves to you that, oh, that must mean my love is so great and so good. I knew it. He changed for me, so my love is good. I earned it. Bam. That ain't how it work. And that's how you get your ass hurt. I just be blunt, blunt with it. That's how you get hurt. Because think about it. While you're so busy trying to heal somebody else and work with them and make them change and make them see your worth, you're trying, you're trying to do all of that. Who in the hell is loving you? Who in the hell is meeting your needs? You know, you're pouring so much into them trying to prove your love, but because they're so damaged, they can't pour shit into you. How is that fair? You know, no one reciprocates love to you by the love that you pour into them. That's not how that works. You can't pour and pour and pour and try to fix and try to change, hoping that you can kind of mold them into doing right by you. You ain't their therapist. You can't, you can't heal them out of that. You can't. You can. And I believed that for a long time. And after the second time, I woke up like, oh, this ain't how this shit work. I ain't doing this shit no more. <laughs> and all I did was get some fucking standards. Thinking back on it. That's all I did. I didn't heal till later. And now that I'm in this space and I've done my healing, I'm still doing my healing sometimes. Some things come up and I still do my healing. Healing is lifelong. Standards is how you get what you need. And I got what I needed. And it's great to be in a space to where you got what you need and then you can also work on yourself and do your healing peacefully. That's the ideal way to do things. And so, yes, I agree with that. You know, I agree with what she said. That is how it works. That's how you can get over the shit. Well, not get over it. That's how you get through it. I think a lot of times you're so stuck on that person. Whether you're trying to wish for them to come back, hope for them to come back, or whether you're angry at yourself, mad at yourself, or whether you're watching, you know, watching their social media, hooked on them, trying to figure out where you went wrong, do they really love you, asking yourself, did they ever really love me, wishing they come back and apologize, all that shit. You still ain't faced reality. You still not in reality. You still trapped in that fantasy world that you were in when you were with them because I'm willing to bet you saw the shit when you was in it you saw that it wasn't shit you you saw it you knew it now did you know that ignoring those red flags was gonna hurt you so bad and have those consequences probably not you know there's where the compassion comes in at like you know no matter how I get on y'all quote unquote get on y'all I'm always gonna have a compassion to spend to because I've been there and I get it so, yeah, you may have seen the red flags. I saw them. But does that mean you knew what was going to happen with them? No. It doesn't. And so, after seeing what happened, I learned quick. And I'm like, oh, I, oh, I see what happens with that. I can't do that shit no more. And so, it's hard trying to break the cycle and break out of it. But it's like, you got to stick to your standards. You got to stick to... And that's how you get out of it. That's how you move from that bad relationship that's how you renew yourself you're renewing yourself by looking back over the lessons what can i take from this what did i learn what am i not going to do again and not looking over did they ever really love me you know or are they going to come back 
Dang, you ain't dealing with the reality. You're not dealing with the reality. You're dealing with hope still. And that hope is going to keep you got. Because that hope is what kept you in that shit. Hoping they were going to change. You ain't supposed to hope your way through no relationship. It's supposed to just work. And work don't mean it's going to be all roses and flowers all the time. Work means that you're both doing the work. And you're both growing through the challenges. That's what I mean. And if the shit ends, it's just ending and it's okay. That's not the end of your love life. That's not, you're, you can try again and try again much better. That's what got me going and getting up and moving forward. Because I'm like, I got excited about my life. Like, okay, what's next? Like, that can't be as good as it gets. He can't be as good as it gets. I've seen real love. You know, I may not have seen it from my parents, but I've seen it in, I had a in friendship. I have a best friend at the time that was in a healthy relationship after her toxic relationships. You know, use whatever little example you can use. If you've seen a healthy love, use that little example. It don't take nothing but like a little, a little small, what they say in the Bible, a small mustard seed of faith and hope. That's all it takes is a little, that, that little bit. That's all it takes. And that was my light at the end of the tunnel. And, it, and as I moved towards it, it got bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? And so that's what I'm saying. I, I had that hope like, this ain't as good as it get. Mm-mm, this ain't. I, I had my heart set on that. And I said, I'm going to do better next time. They ain't finna, they ain't finna get me. They ain't finna get that. And I'm going to tell you something else and I'm going to end with this. Yes, I'm in a healthy, good space now. I've been in one for about eight years. Healthy, good marriage. Good relationship. Love grows every day. Everything's great. Even through the challenges, it's great. Um, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. But, I still have the reality. I'm still dealing with the reality of it. And that's what I think keeps you from getting so got. You know? And the reality is, is that things can end. Things can change. Things can go wrong. People can change. Anything can happen. Now, am I sitting around anxious and stressing about that? No, I'm not. But am I dealing with reality and realizing that that can happen? Yeah. And so, in doing that, that's what keeps me grounded. And I feel like that I can't be... I can be hurt again. But I can't be so hurt to where I can't get up again. Or to where it's so traumatic for me. To where it's so dark for me, you know? I don't feel like I can... Like I said, anyone has the ability to hurt you. But I'm trying to explain it in a way that makes sense to everyone. Because it's in my head. I'm trying to get it out. But it's like... I can tell things are different. It's a healthy space, true. But I'm better. And I'm more so in the reality of things. And I still have my standards. So standards don't go with this because you get in a healthy relationship. So that means like if anything changes because people change shit changes for whatever reason. Yeah, you can try to go to counseling, try to make it work and whatever, work through it. But if it ain't changing, it's become a pattern and a pattern and like shit can just change. It happens. You know, I still have my standards and that's what's keeping me because it's like. I know what I'm going to do in the event that you don't want to do you and I want to do me right no more. I know what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be all right. 
And what she was saying in the videos, I'm going to pick up, move on, have another guy next day. Well, I ain't going to have another guy next day. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I ain't going to say all that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to be so down and out to where, oh, I got to go and heal for about five months. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I'm not, I don't want you to feel bad. I'm not judging you if that is your case. It could be different. I do have to make that clear. What I'm saying is that if you're in that space and you feel like you've, your healing has been never ending, open your mind and think about what I'm saying a little bit. You know, that's what I'm saying. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get you some standards. Do the healing later. The healing is as you go. You know? And sometimes you may have to take time out to understand your standards. That's what I'll say. If it's taking you some time to move past it, that's okay as well. Because it may be some really traumatic things or some things you don't, you're trying to understand. It could be a lot. Also reach out to help. I do one-on-one mindset intuitive coaching. I've helped a lot of people. Currently got a lot of people I'm helping in coaching. Um, or get your therapist or do both. You know, someone to help guide you with that. Because, yeah, sometimes you may not understand where you're going wrong in your process. But I don't know what it was with me. I gave my, in like two months, I was out there dating again. You know, I was. And it's like I intuitively knew what, knew what to do. Because it wasn't like I was saying, I'm going to go practice my new standards. I didn't say that to myself. But looking back, I realized that's what I did. I'm just like... It's time to move on. It's I see this light at the end of the tunnel. There's somebody else. I do want a husband one day. Let's move, let's move on. You know, it wasn't because of like Sherry said, get my school paid for clothes and all that. That's all nice. And the six K and all that. That's all nice. You know, some of that like I said, I put a filter on some of it. It's eighty percent that I agree with. That's all nice and all, but your standards are your standards for you. That's that's for you. That's subjective to you. But I was like, mm, you gotta be better than this. No nope, next. And intuitively I was putting my standards to the test and it worked you know I didn't get hurt again like I did in those past toxic relationships I did not was I disappointed hell yeah but did I get hurt crying in my bedroom alone and balled up in a tight ball asking God to take the love I have for a man out of me no no I was just disappointed and I took that lesson and learned from that so essentially <clears throat> Excuse me. Essentially, it is taking the lessons and growing each time. Applying them standards each time. Practicing them standards. And then it leads you right into who you're meant to be with. It may not come that quickly or that soon, but you won't be that hurt again. And something that I always said is that not every relationship you get in is going to end traumatically. If you learn the lessons and learn to do it right, and you learn from each time. They don't have to end so traumatically. It don't. I know you may be afraid of that, of it doing it again, but if you do, learn from it again. Like, if you do find yourself in a different way, hurt the same way, but it happened kind of differently, that's a lesson. Learn from it. Don't don't down yourself because you got hurt again. Look at it as like, okay, this was, it, it, it could happen in a different way. And that's just another lesson. Take that lesson, apply it, up your standards, listen to your intuition, grow, take those lessons and keep it moving. And the healing will happen 
as you keep it moving, right person, you'll heal within a relationship. Like I said, I did my healing within the healthy relationship because it's only so much healing you can do alone. And once again, the healing that you do alone, it's really you essentially raising your standards and growing from the last fuck up, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. But that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You know, this is one of my favorite ones to date, I think. And I didn't write not a single note. Everything just flowed. And I, I really was excited about this. And I, I really like this. Um, bonus content, bonus episodes, old episodes I got. Patreon. Also, there's a new future on Patreon where I can chat with y'all. That's any level you own. Whether it's the $5 level or all the way up to if you're on a coaching level. There's a, there's a little chat on there that I'll periodically put stuff in there that I find. And actually, if you relate to it. Like we were just talking about um, love languages and how your love languages that you have now. Because it happened because you were depleted of it in your childhood. Got people talking about that. We're discussing that. So it's kind of like a little community chat where we can all talk in there together and that's for all tiers it started five dollars if you just want the bonus content the bonus episodes the old episodes that i did on there and you want to chat with me in the group five dollars if you want and then i if you you know want to move up to coaching you can i got coaching on there coaching starts off at thirty dollars um i got books writing more books um all of my social media stuff on there is i you can go to i've net. And see everything. Habinagirl.net. Patreon, coaching, books, social media, all of that. So, yep. That's all I got. Until the next podcast episode. Girlfriends. Peace out.